You are listening to Wilhelm, a film-centric podcast for film lovers of all kinds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck, and this episode we're talking all about movies that push adrenaline to its limits, movies that push the pedal to the metal. We're talking our top movies with the greatest car chases, but I need a guest to do that. So let me bring him on. I'm excited because this is my first opportunity I've had to record with him. Please welcome my friend, Jerry Gomez. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I've never we've done Zoom calls with like bunches of people and stuff. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked movies, we've talked TV shows. We've watched a couple movies and we've watched a couple movies. <laughs> we've never podcasted together. So I was excited when you wanted to be a part of this. Well, yeah. I'm I'm always uh, I'm looking to expand my universe here, so. Yeah. Uh so you know, anytime I I had people request to be a guest on Wilhelm and I gave them of like a five-page list of topics that I had come up with. I let people request some of the um, on their own. And, you know, Greatest Car Chases was one that you requested to do. So out of everything I had on that list, what was it about Car Chases that made you say, that's the one I want to talk about? Um, it's those one things about um, when you go to movies, you, you know, like going to the theater and everything, and you want to feel some kind of excitement. You want to feel some kind of tension in the movies and sometimes like if there's um like the getaway driver scenes mm-hmm. yeah those are always like you want to you want to experience that kind of tension have some excitement and see which movies defy physics or not <laughs> yeah there, there's quite a few of those movies out there with car chases that just defy gravity yes and i've opted to not include those on my list because some of them are just a little too off the wall physics wise so there's no fast and furious movies on your list correct because okay. when you know because when a car chase starts when you drop out of a c5 galaxy with a parachute <laughs> with a tank i am not going to include that well i mean to be fair to anybody listening who likes the fast and furious movies like i do those those are the later movies uh the first two or three movies the the chases were pretty grounded in reality there was not really a lot of defying of you know physics or anything like that they were they were street racing chases which which in in all honesty were great yeah <laughs> but i don't have any of them on my list either yeah so i we plan to do an episode or two of wilhelm about the fast and furious franchise which we'll get to at a later date but yeah i'm the chases that i chose the movies that i chose as well are pretty pretty based in reality there's not a lot of well, one of them might have a couple over the top, <clears throat> excuse me, stunts, but not nothing too extreme. Like everything's still pretty believable. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and possible. Possible, I yeah. think, is the word. Yeah. And one of mine is fairly silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one of my one of my honorable mentions is kind of a silly one and one that people would kind of want, like, why did you choose that movie? Mm-hmm. But it, it's in there for very good reason. And we'll, you know, we'll get to that. 
Um, but you're right. Car chases are one of those things, you know, if you're sitting in a theater or you're sitting at home and you've got the volume cranked up just between the the tension and the anxiety that you feel mm -hmm. during that scene, in addition to a lot of times the music of the soundtrack that's playing in the background, just intermixed with, you know, the rumble of the engine or the sound of the engine. Yeah, man, it's just. That's that's an adrenaline pushing moment that I I love in move in cinema. Yeah, I, that I I really like that too because it's one of those things that you you know what you're going in for, and even though you know it may be even more you than you expected, which is what I was like getting. Yeah, I I agree with you completely. Um, so let's get into it then. Let's um, let, let's get into our top three. Uh, before we do that, I just gotta let you know that neither myself or Jerry. Uh, we haven't revealed or discussed what our, our choices are to one another beforehand. Uh, we didn't want to influence one another as to what our choices might be. So he doesn't know, he doesn't know my top three. I don't know his. We don't know any of our honorable mentions. Uh, also, just a fair warning, we, we, we might discuss some of them. So if we talk about a movie you haven't seen before, there's a possibility for spoilers. Um, so just be prepared for that. But that said... Let's dive into it. Top three, three to one. Jerry, where do you start? What is your number three of top movies with the greatest car chases? Um, I have from 2000 and I think it's 17. No, or, uh, I forget the year, but it's uh, Death Proof. Oh, it, good one. It, Kurt Russell. Yeah. The Challenger versus the Charger, where when you have the three ladies playing, what's that game called? I think it's Ship's Mast and Russell slams into them. Oh, I don't, that, rem yeah, I don't remember the name of the yeah. game. Yeah, because it's the the stunt woman. She has her arms. Uh, she has her hands hooked to, um, holding on to two belts on each each of the open windows mm -hmm. of the driver's side, and Kurt Russell smashes into them, and that begins that begins the car chase. Yeah, because she and she loses one of the straps, and so she's trying to hold on to one strap, and the hood. I I well, think, I'm pretty sure that's Zoe Bell. Yes, Zoe that was Bell. on the okay. Yeah, that's that's a great one. That's one of those ones I remember seeing um, Death Proof in theaters. The it was part of Quentin Tarantino's Grindhouse double feature mm -hmm. with Death Proof and Planet Terror. And I remember going to see that when it was still one movie. They hadn't split them yet. Oh, really? So it was a it was a good three and a half hours, I think, in theaters because they did, you know, they did one movie and then they did a bunch of fake you know grindhouse trailers mm -hmm. and followed by the second movie so it was a good length of time and then i think eventually they realized like this is entirely too long let's yeah. just split these into two separate movies and that's what they did but yeah that, that's a good choice for number three yeah and my favorite part of that is like there's two actually two different car chases in one because he he's chasing the three girls and they end up um when they actually end up stopping. Zoe Bell gets tossed into the into the bushes. They think you know, the girls think she's hurt, and uh, Kurt Russell's out there mocking him and says adios. And then I think it's Tracy Toms shoots him in the arm. Yeah, I think yeah, and I think you're takes, right. Takes, takes some shots at him, and he goes driving off. And we see the three girls get get back together after uh, Zoe Bell walks out of the bushes. We cut to Kurt Russell treating his gunshot wound with I think it's tequila. Or some kind of tequila or whiskey, and he's screaming his head off, which is kind of freaking hilarious. Yeah, and and then the three girls come ramming into him and chasing him down. So, 
Kurt Russell, man, like that's that's a movie I need to see. This is the reason why I want to do this podcast is because I want to be I want to be introduced to movies I've never seen. And I want to be reminded of movies that I haven't seen in a long time. And yeah, yeah Death it's Proof is one. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that one. So, But that's a fun movie, man. That's um, and that, yeah, and that's a Tarantino directed. Too. Correct. That yeah. was his half because Robert Rodriguez did Planet Terror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's a good choice for number three. I, I don't know why I didn't have that as one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm disappointed in myself. Uh, my number three is a movie that I I love. It's a and it's a moment of the movie that doesn't really have anything to do with the meat of the movie. It's kind of like a a, a side hustle a little bit, but I I'm bringing in The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas oh, Cage. That one I like that one. That car chase is it's you know they they free John Mason, it's, you know Sean Connery's character from from prison to get him to go back into Alcatraz. And there's that moment they take him to the hotel and they get his haircut and everything. And he escapes and he leads them on a car chase to the streets of San Francisco, that car chase. Now it is littered with inconsistencies because I mean, it's Michael Bay. What do you expect? I mean, it's yes. yeah. basically as many explosions as he can fit into it. Um, you know, I talked about the rock on, on another podcast, you know, and I joked that like, if Michael Bay could have a skateboard, hop a curb, he would make it explode if he could. Like, that's how ridiculous that car chase is. Um, yeah. You know, and a, and a trolley car that happens to lift completely level off the ground from an explosion. It's, it's ridiculous. But it's such a high adrenaline car chase with everything that happens. You know, the, the crashes, the explosions, the music from the score that's mm-hmm. happening in the background. I, I love that scene. That's probably... I mean, we haven't even gotten Alcatraz yet or The Rock yet in that movie. And I that's probably one of my favorite scenes from that movie. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just, you know, the hijinks will ensue early, as it were. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you could tell like it's a long way off, too, because I think The Rock was 96, I think, Um, you know, and, and we've seen, you know, filmmaking come so far since then that we've seen car chases that make you believe those characters are actually in the midst of that chase. Whereas the rock was pretty much just close-ups of Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, which mm-hmm. means you, they were never anywhere close to, to, a wheel, to, to, to an actual car driving. Yeah. yeah. They're just in a, you know, on a stage in mm-hmm. behind the wheel of a car with a close-up, pretending, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I like car chases sometimes, too, that make you believe like, oh, wow, they might have actually been in the car when they did that. Yeah. And what I, I like to um, borrow, a, borrow a line from MST3K is that I think Michael Bay's films were edited in Confusovision. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> That's accurate. Don't get me wrong. There's there's I like some of Michael Bay's movies, but it's good fun. Yeah, they're so over the top. It's ridiculous. You might as well direct a Fast and Furious movie at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Number two. Where where do you fall? Okay. I have from 1968, Bullet. Mm. One of nice, my honorable mentions. A nice classic. Yeah. Yeah. Steve and, McQueen. Yeah. Driving the, fa- driving the Mustang Fastback mm-hmm. versus a uh, Charger, I think it is. I, I don't remember it. But you know what? I mean, that's another good point, too, is that when it comes to car chases, uh, 
you know, sometimes it's all about the car. Yeah, and that you know, those two were solid muscle cars. And mm-hmm. if I if I remember my cars right, the Charger is more powerful than the Fastback because I think it had like three hundred and almost four hundred horsepower versus the like three hundred and thirty for the the Mustang. Oh, I don't remember. That's a that's a good question. I might actually have to make a note to look that up because I love muscle cars. I mean, I've I've even helped rebuild muscle cars. Yeah. And this one, uh, what I like best about this one is it takes place in San Francisco. And initially that the uh, two hitmen are driving the charger trying to trying to um, hunt down bullet. He switches it up on him and he ends up uh, pursuing them. And there's this point in the chase where the chase starts is that they're just on a normal, you know, normal city street traffic going, you know, traffic going. And then they punch it and go and, and turn left around traffic. And he's trying to follow him, trying to chase him down and get gets hung up on a certain times. Mm-hmm. And but the best parts of some of these are going downhill on a steep street in San Francisco, 80, 90 miles an hour. Well, that's one of the reasons, you know, going back to my my number three, too. That's one of the reasons why I like the one with the rock. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. It's the streets of San Francisco. It's those really steep streets, mm-hmm. you know, San Francisco. But you're hitting them at 80, 90 miles an hour and it just becomes it becomes intense. Yeah. And um, the funny thing about this one is even as a kid, I think I watched this when I was about 12 or so for the first time. And I'm asking, I asked my dad, it's like, why did six hubs cu- hubcaps fall off the back wheels? <laughs> <laughs> I never picked up on that. I'm going to have to, Bullet deserves a rewatch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Steve McQueen, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Bissett, Robert Vaughn. I mean, it was, it's a classic. It's a classic yes. movie. And I think when you, if you go online and you look up like greatest car chases in movies, mm-hmm. Bullet is always in the top five. You know, no matter what list you look at, Bullet is towards the top. Yeah. And what I like about this one is that because Steve McQueen was an actual driver, he was able to do a lot of these, a lot of the driving aside from what they, who was absolutely not permitted to do. I think like the insurance company would have a fit over it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I actually have, there's a movie in my honorable mentions that's very similar to that. Um, But we'll get to that when we get to honorable mentions. So, um, I guess it leads me to my number two. Uh, This is actually a more recent movie. I think this is, um, I think also 2017, I think, Uh, Baby Driver with uh, Ansel Algort, directed by Edgar Wright. The, The opening of this movie sells this movie. It's my, uh, that happens to be my number one. Oh, that happens to be your number one. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I mean, that that whole opening scene, I remember before Baby Driver came out in theaters, they had released the first seven minutes on YouTube for people to watch. And I ju- and it was that opening scene. It's that whole opening chase scene with, you know, Ansel Algort and John Bernthal, uh, John Hamm. And... I just remember watching that opening scene. I'm like, yeah, I need to see this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sold. I don't need to see any more. I don't need to see anything else to know. I need to go see this movie. And I did. I went and saw that movie opening night. And I just remember leaving the theater and going home and telling everybody, you need to go see this movie. 
Yeah, and and the plus for us, it's a, that it's Edgar Wright as well. Yes, which we are huge fans of Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from the Cornetto trilogy and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Like he is, he uh, he's an amazing filmmaker. And Baby Driver is no is no exception to that. It is an amazing movie, even outside of just the car chases. But that car chase alone. You know, there's some brilliant driving that happens in that movie, you know, from being under the overpass and pulling between two other red cars, cutting one off so that they switch positions and it fools everybody. And it it's just that's one of those movies that I still to this day, I will tell people, you know, hey, I need to I need a good movie to watch. What do I watch? Go watch Baby Driver. Yeah. You know, it's been four years, but go watch Baby Driver. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. So that's, and I really like, you know, the second uh, car, I think, the, is it the second car chase where they have the Mike Myers masks on and they're driving the truck? Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and that's the other thing about the movie, too, is there's definitely more than one great car chase in that movie. Yeah, but that that's the one that stands out for me, is the opener. The opener, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so you mentioned it's your it's your number one. Mm-hmm. Um, anything about it that I you want to bring up that I haven't talked about yet, or? Yeah, I, one of the funny things is that when John Bern, you know, they're all in the truck and Bernthal jumps in the front seat and he points forward and he guns guns it and they go backward because <laughs> he already knows which way he's going to go. Yeah. And just his his ability to is um, a baby driver's ability to see what's coming up and use that to his advantage, like uh, cutting in front of an RV mm-hmm. that will cut the police off. And um, there's this other spot where uh, a a rig is backing up and he does this like half turn sliding and then half turn back the other way sliding to get himself pointed to get himself around it rather than trying to just, you know, dodge left, dodge right. So, yeah, I know if I remember correctly, I think there are plans in the works for a sequel. Oh, really? Um, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, um, but if it's directed and written by Edgar Wright again, that's all I need to yeah, get me, to get me to return to see that movie. Yeah, that's uh, that's mine too. <laughs> you know, because I mean the driving is incredible, the music is incredible, the cast is fantastic. It's just yeah, it it's one of those ones again, I will I will tell people if you need a movie to watch and you haven't seen it, watch Baby Driver. Yeah, I would name any one of these, you know, any one of the on my list here if the, anybody wants to see one. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, then I guess I I'll just bring up my number one then, and this is a movie that I don't know. There's so many great car chase movies out there, so the fact that I chose this one as my number one speaks a lot. Um, my number one is the Blues Brothers. Oh really? Wow. It's it's been a long time for me since I've seen that. There are. Two fantastic car chases that happen in the Blues Brothers. Um, <clears throat> and the, one of the reasons why I chose the Blues Brothers is I actually just recently watched um, a documentary on John Belushi. Hmm. Um, you know, talking about his life leading up to his death. And I was always a fan of the Blues Brothers. The car chases, the first one through the, the, the shopping mall mm-hmm. is just a fantastic car chase. Uh, you know, it was an abandoned mall that they bought out and they decorated to make it look like it was an actual mall again, like a working mall. And they just 
They legit drove through a shopping mall to film that car chase. You know, that wasn't a soundstage or anything. They drove through an abandoned shopping mall. Uh, and then the second one towards the end of the movie, when they're being chased by all the different law enforcement agencies through the streets of Detroit. Um, you know, and one of the interesting things I learned that kind of bumped this up on the list from watching that Belushi documentary is that um, Belushi and Ackroyd were doing a majority of the driving. Oh, really? They were they were doing a lot of what they could with that driving and they were doing it at high speeds. Um, you know, the Blues Brothers actually came towards the end of Belushi's life. I mean, it was very shortly before he died. Um, and they talk a, a lot in that documentary about how like he would show up on set just like completely dead eyed. And they were worried about him doing these kind of stunts the, in the condition that he was in. Yeah, because you're driving a four thousand pound vehicle. So. Yeah. Um, you know, but they he did it. And those those car chases turn out amazing. Um, there are <clears throat> excuse me. There are a couple moments that are a little ridiculous. You know, there are like 15 to 20 car pileups that happen, you know, with all law enforcement cars with, you know, flying over each other and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, very smoky in the bandit esque. Um, but that came with that in that time period, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, those kind of stunts came with those kind of things. You know, as I mentioned, Cannibal Run or, uh, you know, Smoking the Bandit, Cannibal Run was another one. Cannibal Run's another great chase movie. I don't even know why I didn't think of it till now. Um, but yeah, so my number one, I had to, I, I, for some reason, it sticks out as the top of my list, the Blues Brothers. Yep, that is a solid one. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we knocked out our top three. Let's dive into some honorable mentions because I know we we have them. These are some other movies that have some great car chases that we're just fans of uh they might not have fit into our top three but they just have some amazing car chases uh what's one of your honorable mentions um i have a movie from 2006 called children of men is that is that it's clive with, owen clive owen julianne oh, moore okay um, yeah that's the, uh, is that's the one with the with the baby yes the okay. when when there's been no babies born for like an entire generation yes you're trying to protect the pregnant woman. You know? Wow. It's been a while since I've seen that movie because I don't remember there being a car chase in it. The re the reason it's different is because you see the car chase from the perspective of being inside the car that's being chased. Okay. And so it's different because you see these, uh, this, they get assaulted by a gang in like this mountainous, like mountain town or mountainous area. And they get blocked off by a, a car rolling down the hill, like a flaming car rolling down the hill blocking them off. And so that forces them to go backward. And so they get chased by motorcycles, you know, people on motorcycles and being, and being shot at. Okay. So, and then what's neat is that because it takes place, you, you don't, you don't see any of the outside of the, of the car at all. Everything's inside the car. Interesting. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that because I don't yeah. remember, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't remember there being any car chases yeah, that was the only, that was the only one right there. So. Okay, that's kind of cool. I mean, even if I just go back and rewatch that scene, mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to go back and and check that out. I will have to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned Steve McQueen being the driver in most of the stunts that he was that they let him do. 
Uh, you know, I said the same thing about Akron and Belushi, but one of my honorable mentions, uh, again, is is one of those car chases where the actual the actor is the actual one driving. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, I, oh I, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh. oh, Fallout is fantastic. And there is an amazing car chase um, where they are chasing Tom Cruise on a motorcycle. Mm. And when you watch this chase, I mean, anybody who knows anything about Tom Cruise at this point knows that he does 99% of his own stunts. Actually, I think it's 100% of his own stunts now. I don't think he has a stunt double at this point. Um, I think he does stunts that even stunt doubles are too afraid to do. Um, because he's Tom Cruise. <laughs> because he's Tom Cruise. He's just crazy. Um, but he's crazy. Like, I know people knock him for Scientology and everything, but I have so much respect for the fact that he does his own stunts. Yeah, and I like the the other thing that's good about him is, like, I like how much he runs in his movies and how fast yes. he can actually run. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has incredible skill. I mean, in everything that he does from like, you're right, he can run like he's incredibly athletic, so he can run really fast. His driving skills are top notch. So whether it's in a car or on a motorcycle like it is in Fallout, um, you know, in Top Gun, he's flying the jet in the new Top Gun. He is the pilot. Oh, dang. You know, yeah, like he would have to be with some with what I've seen so far of it. He would yeah. have to. Be. He he is the actual pilot in his flying scenes. So, I mean, like, knock him for Scientology, like I said, but I have mad respect for the guy for the for his acting chops mm -hmm. and the stuff that he does. But yeah. Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout, I'm such a fan of the Mission Impossible movies. Um, you know, and Mission Impossible Fallout brings in Henry Cavill. And, you know, Cavill's amazing in that movie. The rest of the cast is amazing. The stunts are amazing. Like, it's just, if you haven't seen Fallout, Jerry, you need to check out Fallout. All right. I will put that on my list. Uh, what's another one of your honorables? Um, well, this one's kind of a tie just because of the silliness of these two chases. Okay. Uh, they are a movie called Short Time from 1990. Okay. And The Deadpool. From I'm not familiar with Short Time. Uh, Short Time uh, stars Dabney Coleman as a as a policeman who mistakes who's mistakenly diagnosed with terminal illness. Okay. And his motive is to get killed in the line of duty so his family can get a huge insurance payout rather than rather than the insurance payout of just dying from a disease. So okay. he goes all out with trying to get killed in the line of duty. <laughs> that, that does sound goofy, especially with Dabney Coleman. Yes. At and, the helm of that. Yeah. And one of these is like they're, you know, he's uh, chasing down to... Um, two armed men who happen to be the henchmen of the, the villain in the movie. And there's an entire police chase with him in his, you know, in his um, service sedan, not a, not a cruiser or anything, just with a light on top, passing up the, you know, passing up the police cars on the freeway, chasing down these guys and they're, and he's being shot at. And it's just very, very silly of him trying to get killed in the line. And it just goes places that are really funny. Is it a con? So it's a comedy. Comedy slash drama. All right, I'm I'm writing it down because I want to. It's called short time. Yeah, I'm writing and that it, down because I want to. Yeah. I want to check that out. Yeah, one of the and one of the funny scenes is like he's getting shot at in a in a stairwell. He's like, "You missed me again, you idiot." <laughs> you know, it makes me think of I don't know. It's not the greatest car chase, but it makes me think of another goofy. Um, 
you know, comedy film that has it's a decent car chase. It's not anything blow you away. Uh, but the movie Dragnet, yeah, with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a pretty fun car chase that happens in that one that takes them through like, you know, the beaches in L.A. and mm-hmm. uh, and, and stuff. It's you know, it it's fun. It, it's goofy. Yeah, and then the other half of this tie was um, the Deadpool is the uh, a um, Dirty Harry movie with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, and the fun what makes this kind of silly for me is that a guy has an RC car loaded with some C four to be blown up underneath the passenger compartment of a, of a sedan, and he's chasing Dirty you know, Harry and his partner driving his car while at the same time driving the RC car. God, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't and, think I've ever seen the Deadpool. Oh, I know yeah. of it, but I don't think I've seen it. It is it is hilarious because you see this. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Bullet because, you know, Harry and his partner are driving their sedan trying to get away. And you see them being chased by this little RC car. You see this roaring car going over a bump or going over the hill. And you see this little car you're like, you <laughs> I'm going to and that, you know what's funny about that too is like the cuz the Deadpool is certainly not a comedy. Mm. <clears throat> so to have something like that in there that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's very ridiculous. Um you know, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen all of those um you know Dirty Harry the Harry Callahan movies. I've seen a couple of them but I haven't seen them all. Yeah. And I think the Deadpool was one I just haven't having had yeah. a chance yet. It, it's not the best of the bunch, but it's <laughs> <laughs> that was later in the bunch, too, yeah, wasn't it? it was 1988. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, another honorable mention of mine is I have to mention uh, the Italian job. Um, oh, yes. Either one of them. It doesn't matter whether it's the original or the remake. I actually kind of prefer the remake, to be honest. Um, I think the car chase is a little more updated. Uh, you know, having the the Mini Coopers drive through the subway system and in, in California and or wherever I, I think it was California. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm starting to notice a lot of these car chases happen in California. Blues Brothers happened in Detroit, but I think a lot of the other ones happened in California. Yes, yeah, we were favoring San Francisco here, so <laughs> yeah, pretty that's pretty accurate. Um, but yeah, I think out you know at between the two Italian jobs, I think the remake is a little bit better. As far as the car chases go, like I said, a little more modern, a little more updated stunt wise Mm -hmm. Um, and filmography wise. They just look better. Yeah. And Mini Coopers are kind of ridiculously overpowered for their size. I've driven them. That that is accurate, Um, especially if you're driving a Cooper S, which is like the sport version of a Mini Cooper. Um, Because I used to I used to work at a BMW dealership in the service department and BMW is Mini Cooper serviced through BMW. Okay. Um, yeah. So I used to drive them around a lot. And yeah, they're a little overpowered for what they are, but they're fun little cars to drive. I'm not going to lie. They're, they're, I used to take them home every once in a while just to like have some fun with them. And they were, especially when we, when we first got them at the dealership, they let us take them home to kind of get a feel for them and everything. And yeah, they were fun. Yeah, well, especially if you have to service them, it's good to get a feel for how they should drive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I was always afraid to take the Cooper S because I was afraid I'd kill myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I liked, I had a little bit of a lead foot back then. So even the Mini Cooper itself was a little powerful little car. 
And I was just afraid to Cooper S. I'm like, no, I'm going to kill myself on the highway. I don't want to do that. I'm going to be too tempted. So any other honorable mentions on your end? Uh, yes, I have um, Drive from 2011. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, no. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Um, Ryan Gosling. I always get them confused. Yeah, and I like it um, because him being you know, like uh, a mechanic slash uh, stunt driver for movies slash getaway driver, you know, hired getaway driver for you know these jobs, is that the opening is the opening of the movie has this chase preceded by a phone call saying, you know, I give you a five minute window. Anything happens in that five minutes, I'm yours. Anything outside of that, you're on your own. You know, that's a movie that's been on my list to watch for a while. Mm -hmm. I it's haven't well done it yet. Yeah, and this one, the op and the opening, you know, there's two good chases in this one, and the opening is him doing a job. Um, these guys steal something from a warehouse, I don't know what, and there's a cat and mouse chase going from the warehouse district in L.A. and ends up at the Staples Center in downtown L.A. during a basketball game. Okay. So what happened, you know, and part of what happens here is that he listens to the police scanner to, kn to know what's going on, you know, if the car he's looking for, you know, what, you know, if the police know can identify the car that he's driving as the one they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And I like it because it has a minor role from Bri by Brian Cranston. Nice. Okay. I like Brian Cranston. He's, he's always fun when he gets to pop up in those little minor roles. Yeah. I, it, when he popped up and I was like, and cause I didn't see it until like maybe four years ago. And I was like, Hey, Walter White is in this film. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun one. I mean, like I said, that's one that's been on my list for a while. So mm -hmm. I might have to, uh, I might have to bump that one up onto my list of a, of a, of a watch soon. Yeah, it is. A, it's very well worth it. Um, only other one I have on my, uh, on my honorable mentions list. And I saved this one for last on purpose because it is the most ridiculous one. Um, the car chase itself is not ridiculous. It's the fact that I have this movie on the list or that this movie would appear on any list at all is what's most ridiculous. Um, the Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> uh, the movie from, I think it's, I want to say 2004, um, not the television show, uh, 2005 with Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville, uh, Sean William Scott, uh, Jessica Simpson and Willie Nelson. Yes. It is not a great movie. Not at all. Um, I, I think I only watched it the one time. So. I will freely admit it is a guilty pleasure of mine. I will watch it. I, I enjoy it. Um, mainly because like, I, I'm, I, I like Knoxville. I like Sean William Scott. Um, Willie Nelson is the perfect casting for Uncle Jesse. Um, uh, uh, David Koechner, who I'm a big fan of and I've had on my other podcasts, is in the movie. Um, and it's directed by Jay Chandrasekhar, who is one of the Broken Lizard guys. And the rest of the Broken Lizard guys are actually in the movie as well. Again, the movie's not great. But there is a scene in that movie where they escape... Um, being held by the police and it leads to a car chase through Atlanta. And it is, in my opinion, it, it is an amazing car chase. It is, it is a car chase that is too good to be in that movie. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it start, it starts off with them, you know, 
oh god i can't remember the song there's like a southern rock song that they're that's happening when they're when they when they're first escaping and then it, it switches into um shoot the thrill by acdc which is the remainder of the chase mm -hmm. and I watched behind the scenes of this movie about how they filmed this chase. Um, there were some really innovative ways in camera plays work. Like they had cameras mounted to the car, which had never been done before. Um, and not just like solid cams, but cams that could rotate to oh show God. you, like yeah, to show nice. you from inside and swoop to in front. Like there was some really innovative stuff with that car chase that they used along with the music mm -hmm. and the stunts, not to mention the car. I mean, the 79 Charger is just, mm -hmm. or 69 it's Charger. It's beautiful. Yeah. Is an amazing vehicle. Um, and a vehicle I would build if I had the opportunity to do it because it is one of my favorite cars. Um, again, it's a car chase that is way too good and should not, does not belong in that movie. Yeah, the movie isn't worthy of it. So it that's, that's precisely it. The the movie is not worthy of that car chase because the car chase is amazing. The rest of the movie is not. Well, maybe they put all their effort into the car chase and nothing into the writing. That could be true. That could be very, very true. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I, I tout this off and it almost made my top three. I'm not going to lie, but I felt a little ridiculous putting that movie in my top three car yeah. chases. Um. I will tell you, you don't have to go watch the Dukes of Hazard. Just go on YouTube and Google Dukes of Hazard car chase. And just watch the car chase. Yeah. Because the car chase is amazing. It is. And then I remember one thing about him. Um uh was it a uh, is it Bo? It, is does Sean William Scott play Bo? Yeah. Yeah, because him, yeah, I forget what happened that uh Luke upset him and he's only looking at luke while not yes. while driving <laughs> down the road really fast i was like yeah. look at the road bo that's when road. it's and that's when the music switches to acdc oh, that's man. when like the second half of that car chase happens um yeah it's because he's he's in the car and they have two girls in the car and one of the girls is one that he had a crush on all his childhood and then she's the one that reveals that him and luke her and luke used to fool around behind his back Oh. So yeah, that's when he turns and just stares at Luke, and doesn't look at the road at all. Yeah, and, and Knoxville's like, "Look at the road, Bo." <laughs> like it's just, I love it. It's such a ridiculous car chase, but you're right. It's just the movie. It's not worthy of that movie, or the movie's not worthy of that car chase, rather. Yeah, and I've noticed that with some of the, you know, like um, some of my choices here, is that some have music and some don't, and it fits the chase. Um. You know, I, you you bring that up. I don't know if you have any other honorable mentions. Um, that's it for now. The um, I'm glad you brought that up because that actually is an honorable mention I had that I forgot to write down because the first half takes place with no music. The music doesn't come in. It's like a seven minute long chase in Ronin with De Niro. Oh, oh, oh dang! I forgot about that one. And that it's like a good, it's like a good seven minute long chase. And the first five and a half, six minutes, there's no music. It's just the car chase. Like yeah. it's giving you the adrenaline of that chase without any background music, which is a feat in itself when it comes to writing. Yeah. 
you know, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And, and I mentioned that because uh, children of men, there's no music in that one. Mm-hmm. And, there, and it's nice because the, even the sound design of that is that you can hear the Doppler effect of the motorcycles going fat, going, you know, going by or getting bumped by the cars and getting wrecked. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's a, an impressive, you know, like it's impressive enough to do this without music. Like, you know, bullet doesn't have music during its chase. Um, drive for the most part doesn't have music. Baby driver definitely does. De- that definitely does. Um, that's um, bell bottoms by yeah. uh, John Spencer blues explosion. Yes. Um, which believe me, there's an episode of whale home coming up where we talk about movies with the best soundtracks. Baby driver is going to be brought up on that one too. You might yeah, hear Baby Driver brought up a lot on this podcast. I'm not going to lie. Well, you're, you are an Edgar Wright fan. So as I'm a, an Edgar as Wright a... fan, and we, and we have an Edgar Wright episode coming up sometime mm-hmm. soon. So, you know, Ed, uh, Baby Driver will obviously be brought up during that. The soundtrack episode, I'm sure it'll be brought up. I'm sure it'll be brought up a number of times. Yeah. But rightfully so. Um, any other final notes, honorable mentions, anything you want to talk about when it comes to car chases and films? Um, I just I really like seeing these sometimes because if if it's the movie if it fits the movie, I want it. Yep, I'm I can't I can't agree with that anymore. I mean, it's just that's the best way to put it. Bring yeah. bring on car chases in movies. I mean, unless unless it's like a comedy and like I don't need a car chase in Dumb and Dumber. Like that's mm-hmm. you know. But if it's an action movie, yeah, give me car chase, man. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I mean, what was the, I think there's even a car chase in, um, what die, die hard with a vengeance, I think has a, a pretty decent car chase with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson in the car together. Oh yeah. It happens, yeah. it happens through the, um, through like they're like a, a subway an underdeveloped subway station. They're, they're going underground chasing the trucks that are hauling the gold or something like that. It's been so many years. I, I don't remember that exactly. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a while too. Um but yeah, so I mean, this has been fun talking about car chases. I have a couple movies I need to go back and rewatch now because of this conversation. Yeah, I got a couple myself too, so. Yeah, I mean, but that's what I wanted. That you know, that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I I want to be reminded, I want to be in, introduced and that's that's why I do it. Um you know, this is one of the earlier episodes of of the uh the program, so you know, you have pretty much the the honor and privilege of being one of the first guests, so I appreciate it and I thank you for it. Oh, it is my pleasure. I'm always happy to to be a guest. Yeah. So, I mean, and you'll definitely be back. We have a number of other episodes we've talked about. I know uh, I'm going to bring you back on when we talk Star Trek a little bit later on, and mm-hmm. um, you know, there's going to be quite a there's going to be a couple episodes talking about Star Trek because we're going to break that up into. Uh, you know, original series films, next gen mm-hmm. films, and then the uh, the new Kelvin timeline. Yes, I guess is is what we call them. Yes. So, you know, which I'm a fan of all of them. Not mm-hmm. going to lie. Uh, but we'll yeah. bring you back on when we talk about them. And I know there's a couple other episodes you you brought up to do as well. So it won't be the last time you, you'll be a part of the podcast, but I'm looking forward to it. So um, before we wrap up, um, why don't you tell uh, people where they can hear you or find you if you have a presence online or if you've been on any other podcast that you want to mention, uh, feel free to do it. Yeah, um, I don't really have much of a presence online. That's just more of my own personal thing. 
Mm-hmm. And um, the other two podcasts I've been on are Adrenaline Cinema, where I talked about The Thing and and the uh, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. And the podcast called uh, Watched It in the 80s, where we discussed Clash of the Titans. Which I think uh, I watched it in the 80s, I think, is is that's that's from our friend Damien. And yeah. I think that's still a relatively newer podcast now, too, isn't it? Yes, it uh, it began in May. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll put show no I'll put links to those podcasts in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go and check those episodes out, uh, Adrenaline Cinema is hosted by our friend Mark Kirkman, and I I, I watched it in the eighties. Is our friend Damian Vitali. So yes. uh, two good friends of ours who we highly recommend their podcast as well. And I'll put links to those shows in the show notes so people can go and check them out. Yeah, and and those are in. Any one of our friends' podcasts are always good to listen to is, you know, when you're doing stuff around the house, you know, driving around, there's always good stuff on. Yeah. I, li- I listen to podcasts more than I do music now. Yes. It's, it's gotten <laughs> to that point in my life. <laughs> I never thought I'd be listening. I always criticized people when I was younger for listening to talk radio over music, and now I'm listening to podcasts over well, better, music, which is fine. Better subject matter. It is. It's better subject matter now. So, um... On my end, uh, I have to say, if you like what you hear uh, on this program, be sure to leave a review of the show on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. Uh, the more reviews we get, the more people we're able to reach. So be sure to do that. Uh, also, be sure to follow Wilhelm on social media, such as Facebook at facebook.com slash the Wilhelm podcast uh, and at the Wilhelm pod on Instagram and Twitter. Finally, if you want to be a guest on Wilhelm or you have an idea for a topic or theme you'd like to hear us cover, uh, a film franchise you want to hear us talk about, debate you want to hear us settle, or just a movie you want us to do a deep dive into, you can let me know by messaging me at any of the places I just mentioned, or you can email me directly at thewilhelmpodcast at gmail.com. But I think that's going to wrap it up for, for this episode. Uh, Jerry, thanks again for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time we get to, we get to have you back. I say we, even though it's me, but that's just habit. <laughs> it's habit. I do because I do other podcasts, and I'm I have hosts. I have like co-hosts, co-hosts yeah. with those. So I just realized I didn't plug any of my other podcasts, but that's all right. I will do that on future episodes as well, because <laughs> I'm sure you will hear me talk about that. Uh, but thanks everybody for for listening, Jerry. Thanks again for coming on. Um, and until next time. Uh, We'll catch you on the next episode of Wilhelm. Take care.